0: Welcome back to the Turn of the Music Podcast. My name is Kyle. We got CJ here. This is episode 18 for season two. And we are in the third measure of the spirit of music. Um... Which is called Artism. but let's talk with CJ for a little bit before we get started. CJ, how are you this evening? I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's good to be back and
1: getting into the book again. Yep, I yeah. agree. Um, I really don't have like much to add to, to anything. Okay. <laughs> like, well, you took
0: a trip to Albany I, and you did a little listening. I think, and I you put together a, a playlist. At least, I
1: so that's really so it's really funny um it rained like both trips up and down and i uh the day before i'm like i'm gonna put an audiobook on my phone and i've never read the book ready player one which is Mm like 80s nostalgia and all that stuff like that so i i downloaded it because the audiobook is done by will wheaton Mm -hmm. and i like will wheaton i think he's great actor i think he's a great activist for mental health I, I think he's awesome so i downloaded the book and i'm like you know what let me see if i like the book so i started listening to it on monday on my way up i couldn't stop listening to it really it's just the the concept is brilliant the mm-hmm. the 80s nostalgia and all the video games and stuff that they talk about i'm just kind of like oh my god i love all that stuff he does such a great job reading it you know, mm-hmm. his inflections, the way he does things. And because he's such a, a nerd gamer or whatever you want to call it, I, I, you can tell he's excited to be reading it. Yeah. And this was written in 2011. So a lot of what they talk about, which it's based in 2045, a lot of what they're talking about is kind of scary because we're like going in that direction, you know? Mm. And then um, yeah. there's a second book called Ready Player Two that he also did so. I'm I'm I ended up listening to the book both days on the way up, cool. it, on the way down. It was like it's a 15 hour audiobook. I still have like mm-hmm. eight hours to go, you know. Um, I really didn't listen to the playlist that I made of, of it. was like I made Nickel Creek, mm-hmm. Sarah Watkins, and what was the third one I made? Um, Ava Cassidy, and I just I, did, I was like, I'm enjoying the audiobook. I'm going to stick with it. Cool. Yeah. So,
0: nothing wrong with that.
1: Have you been listening to anything different?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually went back to Nickel Creek for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, for whatever reason, I was walking to the, the parking garage during the week and I heard this song in my head. And I don't know why it was in my head, but I listened to it. I've been listening to it nonstop. I just, I love this song on the album. Uh, the new album Celebrant. Here's a
2: song for the good folks who we paid to look for bonds in each other's boots. Sure this line is long. It's longer than my flute, but you're just doing your job and what a job you're doing.
0: So this is called to the airport. It's off of their newest album called celebrants. Um, and I don't know why, but this thing popped into my head and I couldn't figure out who it was. I, I like I heard it in my head and I went, oh, it's definitely Chris's voice. Like it's not punch brothers, but w- what is it? It's not one of his solo albums. And then it finally hit me that it was the new nickel Creek. album. Right. right. Um, but I, I, it's it's just it's a really it's a really cool song. It's about obviously going to the airport. Um, and it's a kind of a, a, a tribute to the security workers At the airport. Right. Um, just it's such a cool song, it's such a cool story. Um, and they they do this little acapella section. Let me see if I can find it quickly. I just love this little acapella
2: section. All like it's our world. All. running stoically through each kiddle. Doing the work of two When the boarding process Drops her off next to The childless man of business Whose cares are few Enough to voice his problems with Her toddler on fumes I heard her tell him off like Who the hell are you? To assess this job that you could never do, just put your headphones on, man. Then away we flew.
0: And it's just, it's just so well done. There's just the, the violin part is really cool. It's I mean, just well, it's awesome. she's brilliant. I <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the bass singing? It's, not it's the I forgot the guy's name, but it's it's not their normal bassist Mark Shatt. It's the guy who produced the album. Right, it's he used a different bass album, part. Right? I can't yeah. remember who what his name was. Yeah, Um but that's who's singing the bass part.
1: Okay, because I know it's not the it's not um his it's not bro- Sean. Not Sean. Yeah, I know it's not him because his yeah. voice is not that no. low. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so and man. then I, I went back and listened to the whole album. It's it's such a good album. It's
1: a it's a really well done album. Yeah. Now yeah. I got to listen to it tomorrow. Or tonight, you know, you do this yourself. I'm going to go listen to it. Now. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so
0: uh, <laughs> with that, CJ has gone, and I'll, I'll do this myself.
1: I I'll, I'm going to ask uh, you this question though, because remember yeah. we we talked about them and we said that listening to them is like listening to a group of friends. Mm-hmm. So, has your week been one of those things where you just kind of needed to listen to a group of friends? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I sure. because I I catch myself in that time like when you're kind of like kind of need that sound like i always go Mm -hmm. to them i mean you can go to them for whatever reason but like it's just like we've said they're it just feels like you're listening to a bunch of friends perform in front of you and it's just Mm -hmm. it's nice it's it's warm yeah yep yeah yep for sure kyle i'm your friend you can text me anytime you need no (laughs) Never. Never. Um, so to the... B- <coughs> you okay there? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gagging.
0: No. <laughs> to the book? To the book. So this chapter is called Artism. And hang on. I got a itch on my nose. And the tagline is, sometimes confusion is the doorway to clarity. And I start off right away. Um, and... It says the sun beamed down following me like an unwanted spotlight. I felt it was mocking me pointing out to everyone that I was a fraud. Although the sky was clear, the clouds in my brain cast shadows over any remaining confidence, making my path difficult to travel. And my colorful attire was not helping my self-esteem at all. I read this earlier in the week and I had this bizarre thought during the week. Um, because this is how my brain works um so we're, we're getting ready for a big meeting tomorrow it's our board of directors coming in and um there's a lot of stuff falling on me to get done and you know there's a lot of people who are very appreciative of what i'm doing and why i'm doing it and and asking me like for more help than normal and you know saying nice things like which like, like they always do but it's it's more and i'm sitting here going I wonder if I'm just really bad at my job and they feel bad for me. And that's why I'm getting all these compliments. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm doing a lot of work. I'm doing it well. Maybe I'm not dumb and they're just be like being honest. And but my brain goes to, you know, like I'm dumb and they feel bad for me. But that's what we're conditioned. So this kind of like, a f- you know, hit me at that moment. You know? We're
1: conditioned to do that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, some of us are.
1: I- I- I'm going to say majority of people are conditioned to not accept compliments and when they right. do accept compliments and when i say conditions it's like growing up and how you handle yourself well that's the first thing you do is you're like i i, I don't think i'm this that what what uh, do they feel bad for like it's just a it's like a it's mm-hmm. like a reflex almost right no i totally get that but you know i i think sometimes we all do forget you're good at what you do. If you weren't good mm-hmm. at what you do, you wouldn't be where you are.
0: Right, right.
1: You just feel like you could be doing more and and mm-hmm. and making more and what all that stuff. And I think right, that's right. what does it to us. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, it was just a weird thought. So,
1: so I'm just gonna yeah. send you random texts now and just be complimentary, and you'll be like, "What? <laughs>
0: You're weird." <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> And then I've got nothing for like pages. No,
1: but I have to say though that that's very interesting that that paragraph kind of like mm-hmm. triggered that. It's I mean yeah. that's a I mean I I haven't I know that feeling of being complimented and like my usual response is oh don't worry about it. it's not a big deal like and right. when 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 sometimes it should just be thank you or whatever mm-hmm. and you're that's very good combination. Like a combination mm-hmm. connection connection is a better yeah. word. It's a connection. very connection. A good connection. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't. And
0: I, ironically, like the next thing I have is, is talking about, you know, self-esteem and not being good enough. And how far is that up? So, uh, page 46.
1: Okay. Before you jump ahead.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Because. Um, he's going back to Jonathan.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah, we should kind of set the stage because we really didn't. Right. So I just kind of jumped into it. So so. he
1: he finished up with um, talking to his parents, right? Yes. 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 And then, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah, his parents
0: kind of convinced him that he should go back the next day. So he went back to his his room to kind of formulate a lesson plan. Right, 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 Um, right, right, right. And then ended up not formulating a lesson plan, deciding just to wing it.
1: Right. Hold on a second. No, I think we're ahead of ourselves.
0: Are we ahead of ourselves?
1: Yeah, I totally, because that's what threw me off for a second because we were talking about. So he just finished with Jonathan. Oh, And okay. he's heading home, right? Right. And he was questioning himself, like, how did he know Jonathan's name? And then he's on his way home, and he gets home, and it's you know he finds out his parents were sitting at the table waiting for him, Right. And mm-hmm. he said his mind was wandering and all that stuff. He's, and he said his parents were silent and his parents were just sitting there. And this is and I say this all the time. That's why I underlined it. Silence is a powerful tool and patience is a virtue. Mm. I say that to my son all the time. I said, patience is a virtue. I said, I yeah. know it's hard, but we need to mm-hmm. learn to have that patience. And it, it's funny because they do go hand in hand. 'Cause in order to yep. be patient, you have to be silent. hmm But you don't have to be patient to be silent. Right. You know, so it's a it's just a very interesting um and he has a really great conversation with his mother and father. And then this is where mm-hmm. it gets into page forty-six. So we'll bring that to what you were about to say. You said on page 46... oh, I'm on now? Yeah, Sorry, no, yeah. go. I was just you skipped over the thing I was talking about. And we were <laughs> no, clarifying where we are. They're in their kitchen. Talking. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm not in
0: blind mode. Hang on. That's why I had a hard time reading.
1: Blind mode. Victor's parents are talking to him because he's not sure what to do.
0: Yes. Um, so his mom says, you don't think you're good enough. Is that it? And then Victor responds with, I just don't want to let him down. And she responds with, is it really about him? And he says, "My mom was, m- mom was smart. My main concern was about letting myself down. And she knew it. <laughs> uh i could find i wish I could find something to teach Jonathan that wasn't the real issue I was scared and although I had no immediate responsibilities back to Nashville, I hadn't decided how long I would stay in virginia I didn't want to start something i couldn't finish um and that's where she says that she should go back and and teach him something but you know it's it's something that that just you know i mean this is what I struggle with all the time is like not thinking I'm good enough at whatever I'm doing you know
1: yeah no i i'm the same but i get it i'm the it's the same way with me mm-hmm. you know like the random questions that you get you know people come to you cuz they know that like tech stuff let's use this for example mm-hmm. cuz we both work in tech even yeah and yep. similarly you're you're in a, in a college even though you work for mm-hmm. your are contracted but i work yep. in, and i work in education but i have friends like their son texts to me and you know he's like My computer won't turn on. And I'm like, huh. And I thought about the experience that you had where you had like a power outage and your computer wouldn't pop on and you unplugged it Mm -hmm. and plugged it back in. Right. Honestly, that's how I answered him because I didn't Mm -hmm. know really of anything else at that moment. So I was like, okay, let me channel that moment. And I said to him, it's like, unplug it, count 30 to 40 seconds and plug it back in. Right. Mm -hmm. And that worked. So, yeah. Like we know our stuff, mm-hmm. but it's building the confidence for right. ourselves to say we know our stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's just building our confidence right. into sharing what we know. Yep. And and that and listen, I, I I get it. It's one of the hardest things I think. And I'm trying to be more on my side. I'm trying to be more confident with my words, you know, and, mm-hmm. and saying. Yeah, I know this, but I'm also trying. Also, I'm also trying to say, you know what? I really don't know. Yeah, you know, and and it's okay that I don't know. I'll find an answer for you. Mm-hmm. But I really don't know. Um, his father jumps in, and he goes, yep. and I don't. And if I'm cutting, like, I don't know if you had any more to add before. I go. No, okay. yeah,
0: go go for it. You're good.
1: He says, "You're just scared. That's all," and that isn't. Okay, I'm gonna read it the way it's written because I, I have no way to do it. He goes, You just scared, that's all. And that ain't never a good reason to quit anything. hmm And I know I've always quit something when I got scared.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: It was just yep. there was always that fear there. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: And there are so many people that I've listened to over the years, like Cesar Milan being one of them, you know, the dog trainer you know he would always say that that when you find something you're scared of that's that's the universe telling you to go do it um like there was there was one episode i remember there was a lady who was terrified of pit bulls and he's like all right come to my place we're going to sit with like 15 pit bulls and you're just going to sit next to them and they just and they just did you know and it was she was fine and she was, she grew because of it. it was kind of interesting so
1: do you put yourself in spots that you're scared of or you're still working to do that
0: i'm still working on it
1: I'm with you on that. Like, yep. I think also for me, it depends upon what it is. Right. You know, like if it's something simple and I can accept the fact that if it doesn't work after, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. But if right. it's something bigger and I won't be able to accept the fact that it doesn't work, mm-hmm. then I'm like, no, yep. it's okay. No, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. It's, like, yep. it's like looking at a piece of food and going, no, I'm not going to try it. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I eat everything. So... <laughs> <laughs> and, and his father continues to talk I and mean, he talks about how it's like mind over matter in a set, matter mm-hmm. in a sense he goes change your thoughts change your life it's that simple yep and he goes on a little bit further and he goes your thoughts shout while your feelings whisper pay attention to both that's what you need to do i thought that was very interesting
0: mm-hmm I'm trying to find where you are. Sorry. I'm on
1: page 47, if that helps, okay. at the at that top paragraph, which is a continuation from the page before.
0: Yeah. I want to go back just a little bit. No, go, oh, go ahead. That's what, yeah. Because his dad says, um, and this is kind of leading into what you were talking about. Uh, his dad says, a happy person thinks happy thoughts. A rich person thinks rich thoughts. The opposite is also true. Poor thoughts, sad thoughts, sick thoughts, they all the same. Change your thoughts, change your life. It's as simple as that. So that's where you were. Got it.
1: Um Yeah, I didn't preface all that, so I um, got it's fine got that it. you read yeah. No, it's fine that you read all that. That's yeah. good.
0: And then his mom jump, jumps in and says, Life is always on your side, baby baby boy. When your goal is to truthfully help someone, you'll be given the opportunity to do so. Their truth will be opened up to you and you will know exactly what to do with it. It saddens me that some people, especially teachers, will take advantage and undermine a person's truth just to replace it with their own. But you're not that kind of teacher. I know you're not, she smiled. And I've seen this before where a lot of teachers, um, not a lot of teachers, but I've seen teachers that are there in in a way to bolster their own ego, you know, instead of growing with the student, you know, and that was something I was always aware of, you know, it's, it's, it's a two way street. And, you know, a quote that I've, I've always gone back to is like the Bella Fleck quote, you know, where he's talking about his group. You know, he says that I'm a leader among equals. He said, "Just because I have final say doesn't mean I'm better than anyone in the group." It's kind of the same thing, you know that i that I discuss like with my choirs, with my private students. Like, just because I've got 20, 30 years' experience more than you, it doesn't make me any better. It just means I have more knowledge to share with you. But right. I learn just as much as as my students do in some cases. Right from teaching.
1: It's funny. Part of the training that I went to in Albany. Um, even though we were there for a software, essentially assessment software, mm-hmm. um, the person spoke about how we need to show more than teach, mm-hmm. and we had our discussion. They shared a lot of the stuff, and she said a lot of great things. So I, I went up to her after, and I told her about these two books, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, it's very interesting. I said. Even though the she said she did music and improv, so she's she's like she's not a musician. She doesn't call herself a musician, but she's very much into music. I said then mm-hmm. you would enjoy the books, especially if this is your philosophy. Right. I said uh, you may want to check them out. I said because a lot of what these books are is about showing versus teaching, mm-hmm. and how you acquire knowledge. Right. And they're they're trying to do this shift in education, mm-hmm. and. You know if one person does it then it may take on but it it's very true we we it's funny i had and and let's let's take this conversation a different way we uh i was talking to my friend and we were talking about like when i grew up respect wise my parents always said if they're old enough to be your parents you call them mr or miss or whatever right Mm -hmm. and um and that's how a lot of us were raised Mm -hmm. but i'm in the mindset that if the person is willing to introduce themselves with their first name to a child, even if the child's six, seven, or eight, mm-hmm. then I have no problem with that because right. it takes the the I'm an adult, I'm a kid thing out of the equation, and mm-hmm. it just makes everybody a human being. Yep. So unless the person tells me directly, mm-hmm. I don't care if their child calls me Chris or CJ or whatever right. they want to call me. Yo, that guy.
0: So but you know it's big hairy guy
1: yeah that guy so uh i I think that all kind of goes together yeah you know and it does go to what he spoke about is Mm -hmm. all this stuff about kids have the ability to be open-minded because they don't know anything yet and then they learn everything and they're like all right i'm gonna shut everybody out because everybody's just ignorant right (laughs) (laughs) Not our listeners. Our listeners are not agree. No, not They agree with us. <laughs> that's right. That's why they listen. Um, well, you can continue on on that with hers?
0: Yeah, and then she goes on and says, fear is always ahead of us, reminding us that we have time to prepare. You see, we don't fear what's happening. We only fear what might happen. And that that's, you know, and the problem is, like, again, going back to my stupid brain, and I think that part of and I was thinking about you know this this week you know part of what makes me good at what I do IT wise is I'm so worried about what's going to go wrong I always have a contingency plan for stuff that goes wrong so it's like you know in in that sense it's good but in another sense it's like it prevents me from doing a lot of stuff
1: do you feel it sets you up and and lack for a better word do you feel it sets you up for failure
0: in some cases, yes. Okay. But in other cases, no. So, like, here's an example. So, like, this, so we're, we're having um, our board of directors, like I mentioned earlier, and one of the guys came to me on Wednesday. He's like, this website that we're supposed to be demoing isn't working. It was working yesterday. So there's some there's some block on the network somewhere that's preventing this website from being resolved. And, I was, like, immediately, I was like, oh, I'll just VPN you into my house, and that'll get around all the, you know, the blocks. And it, and it worked. But like, like I had that contingency plan. I knew that that, you know, that's that's why I built a VPN back to my house in case something goes wrong with the network. I need to bypass something. I can set up a VPN to anyone and just have them go through my network and make it work. Right. Um, you know, and I've got a, an external router there that sits there. And if I need to bypass the network, I can use my own router and bypass the network and do it that way. I've always got a contingency plan, you know, so I'm always prepared that way. But at the same time, it's like. There's stuff that I've always wanted to do in my life that, like, I'm afraid to do because you don't you have know. a
1: contingency plan.
0: No, because I'm just afraid of failure. And I guess maybe, that, maybe there is no contingency plan for the failure. Maybe that's what it is,
1: right? Because you're in your work life, you've experienced all the possibilities that could happen, right. so, which is why you're able to build a contingency plan on right. something to that end. But if you're mm-hmm. doing something in your personal life that you haven't experienced yet, yeah, you don't have a exactly. contingency to it. Yep, yep. No, so I get that. And yeah. it does. That's that fear of failure. And mm-hmm. it's funny, you know, for the longest time, I, I, I always said to myself, I'm like, I really don't fear anything. You know, are you being attacked?
0: <laughs> yes, there's a Kyle, gnat.
1: For those that are listening, Kyle just got attacked by a gnat. It's pretty yeah, funny. Sure. Go watch the video on YouTube when you <laughs> go out. <down. laughs> um, the... Uh, The what was I going uh, uh, saying? Um, one of like I was everybody's like, what are you scared of? What are you scared of? And I'm not really, I don't really have a big fear. I used to have a fear of heights. Realized that was more psychological than it was an actual fear. Mm -hmm. And like, and and whatever. But I always had a fear of failure. But I never considered that a fear. But it's a legitimate Mm -hmm. fear if you think about it. Yeah, because it keeps you from doing certain things.
0: Yep. You know and yeah, I've got a quote somewhere. Um, it's in my notion. Where's my notion? You had a notion quote by the. Yeah, I had a notion. It's a quote by Buddha,
1: I think. Buddha's a... He's great.
0: Yeah, and it's taking
1: forever. Oh, that's what I need to get in my office. I need to get my Buddhas out. I got to welcome them into an office and put them on a shelf taller than me, which is not hard to do. (laughs) Uh,
0: The quote is, fear does not prevent death, it prevents life.
1: Yes. 100%. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because... Like you said, it's sometimes hard to get past that fear. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yep, for sure. Um, Going further down, I don't know if I'm skipping anything that you're going to say, but the mom says something, life won't ever steer you wrong, but you have to do your part. Treat life right, and life will treat you right. You know that. Yep.
0: That's exactly what I had next.
1: Yeah. Yeah i I you know I think this is I know we've known each other long enough that we both lead everything we do with kindness towards anybody we work with, mm-hmm. anybody we talk to, anything yep. we do, even though we give each other a hard time on here. It's mm-hmm. just that's how much we've built a friendship between the two of us right right, and you know when I read that, I'm sitting here going, you know, like I know I'm making. The right choices with certain things, especially when it comes to other people. But mm-hmm. then it's like making those right choices for yourself. Right. That, that's, and, and in a sense, and you may feel the same way, I feel sh- sh- selfish, selfish, sh- selfish. <laughs> that word, that means that you're thinking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sure you feel the same way because you're not that type of person. Right. Right. So it's just, and this is what like, and you get that out of him out of this book too. Yeah. And that's, you know, which is why we consider these two books like Bibles. Mm hmm. So, um, I don't have much more after that. So you take it.
0: (laughs) Sure. Um, so the next thing that happens is he gets ready to go to, to Jonathan's. And as he's walking there, he had a thought in his, uh, that appeared in his head. That was, the birds don't sing for money. They sing because the sun comes up. It was an eye-opening thought, one I could learn from. Which made me think of another thought that I heard someone say once. Um, <laughs> what if what if the birds aren't singing? What if they're screaming in pain? <laughs> where, where have I heard that from? It's a comedian. I don't know who, who said it at one point. Y- you uh, must have shared that with that. me then at some point. Probably. Because
1: that's the only way I would have known it yeah
0: I don't remember who it was. I'll Google it and figure out who it was, but
1: but that's very interesting that opposite, <laughs> that, opposite, <laughs> that opposite take on it. oh my goodness yeah.
0: but yeah I mean, and I think that that's you know as musicians, there are a lot of musicians who are out there doing it for the money, and there are others that are out there doing it for the love of music and you know
1: i like that's i that's why I like Nickel Creek so much. It's not that I don't, like, make a living off your stuff. Don't don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not disagreeing with mm-hmm. that. But, like, I don't feel as though they're 100% in it for the money. Like, I don't think the right. money is what's drawing them in that direction. I think it's the fact right. that they en- truly enjoy what they're doing. And that's why, because they love sharing that out. Like, I don't think if uh, uh, if they didn't like what they were doing or didn't do it for the right reasons, they wouldn't have done Watkins Family Hour. Right. You know? Which they don't really travel with they just play what, because mm-hmm. they live in California, so they just play locally
0: right and I think the other thing is like and if you, if you think about the way they put out albums, like there's no set time that they put them out they just put them out when they're ready right you know if you look at some of the other musicians, especially in the, the, the pop you know era, it, it, it's, it's they're putting out albums every year because they're like, contracted yeah to contract it
1: look at hannah wickland she purposely Mm -hmm. created her own label and production company and to press her own vinyls and to do her own stuff Mm -hmm. because now she's not restricted based upon how a a conglomerate or whatever you want to call it wants them to do it you know and if she wants to record one album play for 10 years or record another she can do that if she wanted to Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah no i i agree and i think that's when you start seeing those. Cause even Victor Wooten doesn't put out albums
0: regularly. Right. right. Yeah. And he's, he's had his own record label now and Bella Fleck and the Flecktones are doing the same thing. And think, thinking about it, like the groups that I really enjoy that that's, that's what they do. Right. right. You know, Robert Randolph and the family band, same thing, you know, Mingo Fishtrap, same thing. It's, right. You know, they put it tower of power. They've been doing it for 50 years. Like, right when when it's when they're ready they do it you know
1: right very so. true so he gets to the apartment building to go meet up with Jonathan mm mm-hmm. uh runs into Jonathan as he's coming down the steps and Jonathan states that he's going to go to the record store yes but he asks Victor and he goes how is my teacher doing today which throws Victor off. He didn't mm-hmm. expect that. He goes, "Teacher, I'm not your teacher. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I- I'm okay. I guess it's a beautiful day, don't you think?" Changing the subject because that process,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And you know, he said that Jonathan, you know, just kind of was whatever, moved along, and took him to the record store. So a look. I don't know if you were going to read this, but I think we should little give a little bit of a background from of Jonathan. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So uh, Victor goes, Jonathan told me that he had di- been diagnosed with autism. Uh, he didn't really know what that meant. He expressed himself clearly and easily and seemed to be comfortable around people. He joked with me and, and the salesman displaying sense of wit that was well beyond the norm. And his, knowledge of music was impressive if this is what autism was i was cool with it in my eyes jonathan was blessed with artism a r t i s m yep and then he goes on to say that you know jonathan said that whenever the doctors told him that he'll never be able to do something he took that as a mean to move forward so mm-hmm. jonathan you know he was told he couldn't live on alone his own he lived on his own couldn't play in a band right. played in a band Mm Couldn't been couldn't drive a car, driving a car, Um, that
0: he bought with money that he made playing playing with music right.
1: Yep, and then he talked about how, um, you know, some individuals with autism do not uh, do not make eye contact, but Mm -hmm. Jonathan did, and Jonathan said he he uh, practiced this. While he at the end of gigs with people that were drunk because they Mm -hmm. wouldn't care if he was looking at him straight in the eye or not. I have to say, whether that's true or not, that really Mm -hmm. is brilliant. Like even even like Victor says, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I, I love that whole little piece because he doesn't sit on the autism description. He just explains who Jonathan is. Right. You know, and I I think that's fantastic. And I'm just giving, I'm just paraphrasing some stuff so we have a little background. Uh, He he went. They got to the record store, and then Jonathan stated that there wasn't any music, which Victor didn't notice right away. But music is typically playing, and Jonathan. Asked to re, uh, preview a record, but the record owner said the record player was broken.
0: Hence the no music. Hence
1: the no music. And then the record, the repairman or so came inside, and came in and left, and said it couldn't be fixed. Jonathan said he didn't try, and the record store owner said that's what he told me, and that's what they did. They went on a forth and Jonathan confronted the record man a record repairman and a record player repairman and said, you know, you didn't do your job. And without answering the repairman placed a pair of headphones over his ears and walked around Jonathan and out the front door. So they don't know why he was rude. Mm-hmm. And by going further down, the record store owner and gave Jonathan the record for free. And then this I thought was interesting. The sun was most, almost directly overhead. We left the store and walked toward Jonathan's apartment in, si- in silence. To break the mood, I made a comment about the birds. When the sun is overhead, animals are less active. That's why birds are so quiet. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. I've never, because I, like, you're more, and I don't mean this to sound funny, but you're more into birds than I am in that respect because yep. you mm-hmm. do photograph them and stuff. Do they, like, yep. I've never paid attention to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Oh, I never really. and just- so as a photographer you know you it's so photographing birds is, is a little bit difficult because the the best light during the day for photographing is usually around sunrise and sunset mm-hmm. because the light comes straight through and when it's during the the highest part of the day like your your noon your two o'clocks it's coming down so you get a lot of shadows right um, but when you're shooting with the light going this way it's better light. But the problem is, as the sun's setting, you're losing light. And when you're shooting birds, you need to have a very fast shutter speed in order to freeze the action as they're flying. Right. So it's kind of this hard, like, balance that you have to do to have enough light, but not the shadows, not the harsh light. So, yes, they're, they're also less active during the day, which is actually better for photographers because if they're less active during that point of the day, the light is also bad during that point of the day. So you avoid that part of the day. So it's usually the morning and the evening is when you got to shoot.
1: That's interesting. What? Well, you're an ornithologist. No. I'm not. No? Okay. I tried. <laughs> I'm
0: just a nerd. Huh? Just a nerd. There's
1: nothing wrong with being a nerd. Nope. Four eyes.
0: So just <laughs> <laughs> talking.
1: As I as we both wear glasses. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and I put my Kindle in blind mode. <laughs>
1: And let's see. Let's go a little further.
0: So like, the album that they pick up. Thank you. Have you ever listened to it?
1: No, and it's funny because I do want to do to it. I I may have back in the day, and I just don't remember. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. So the album is called Danny Hathaway. Sorry, like Donny Hathaway Live. Um, for those that don't know, Donnie Hathaway was a, a brilliant musician, songwriter, and um, a huge influence on Stevie Wonder. And if you listen to the two of them sing, Stevie Wonder is almost, I, I don't want to say a carbon copy of, of Donnie Hathaway, but they're very, very similar. Um, so let's, let's just play just a little bit. Yeah, it's I was like, going to say, why to sum it up? Um, so here's this: this is the opening track called What's Going On. right Very Stevie Wonder-ish, you know, you know, down to like the, the keyboard parts and you know, especially when it's in the upper register, you really hear kind of that Stevie Wonder sound come out of him. Oh, it's definitely um but yeah, that's I am sure you guys I'll maybe faster just I'm sure you all recognize this tune once we get into it.
2: Picket line, picket line.
0: It's a great album. It's got um, you know the Carol King tune. You got a friend, um, and Donny Hathaway uh, killed himself in nineteen seventy two before 17. this out
1: al- the live album, I think, came out.
0: I think that's yeah, I think so. That's what like, um, he's uh, and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and the the story goes that you know he was he was he thought that there are people following him trying to steal his music. Um and then he eventually jumped off the, the roof of his hotel building and in nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine.
1: No, so yeah. this came out before nineteen seventy nine. Okay. I think the last album he
0: recorded was Hold on a second. Hang on, I've got his discography up. Yeah. Uh, wrote many last studio album Oops. It was with Robert, Roberta Flack too Yep Yeah he did a lot of work with Roberta Flack yeah. 73 78 was the best of I think it like 73 Yeah That was one seventy nine. No he that, That's what they're saying Like they were recording
1: all day And she said right. he was good Right This is what it yep. says in the book That's like, right yep. yeah And he talks about Yep. You know and he they apparently when he wrote this he didn't know the reason why cuz he mm-hmm. said that you know he didn't have any drugs or alcohol in his system so it yeah. wasn't something that was that um he said it, he goes he wonders if it was the fact that famous musicians their lives are right out on in front of them and and it's, mm-hmm. it's a, that's the difficult part um just to go back a little bit cuz victor makes a point to explain that and we've spoken about this a little bit, which is part of the reason why I, we do our live show is that the social event of getting a record and sitting down to listen to a whole new album with friends and family is not something that happens all the time right? because of the fact that music has become digital and it now makes it a more, and not in necessarily in a good way, but also not in a bad way, a more individualized experience. And he states that when he moved to Nashville, CDs had already been taking place of vinyl and MP3s were on the horizon. And listening to music has gradually become an individualized experience. And he said it was the last time they did this. We did a live show back on March. I think it was March 30th because that's when I was, at, I was in Ohio with you. And that's when mm-hmm. we did a listening of Nickel Creek Celebrants. And we, we played the whole album. We both mm-hmm. did not listen to it on purpose and we both listened to it for the first time while everybody else who was listening with us and we read through some of the cover notes and i hope we get to do that again soon i know Hannah Wicklin wickland has a new album coming out in october and i'm thinking maybe we can kind of make that happen sure is is pick one you know and because i think that even though we're digital even though we're live through a streaming service Mm -hmm. you could still kind of bring that and make that a social event right which is exactly. what we're trying to do. Yep. So, um,
0: so here's a little bit about um, Donny Hathaway. So this yes. is just about his mental illness. So it says, During the peak of his career, Hathaway began experiencing severe bouts of depression and exhibiting unusual behavior. In 1971, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, for which he was prescribed various medications. At one point, Hathaway was prescribed 14 different medications oh my. that he was to take twice a day. After Hathaway was diagnosed and began taking medication, his mental state improved. However, Eula Hathaway has stated that her father became less than diligent about following his prescription. Um, yeah, Hathaway's mental illness uh, wreaked havoc on his life and required several hospitalizations. The effects of his depression and severe mood swings also drove a wedge in Roberta Flack's friendship. They did get they did not reconcile for years and did not release additional music until the successful release of The Closer to Get You in 1978. Um. So yeah, I remember reading somewhere that that he he thought that that there are people like following him trying to steal his music. I I don't remember where I read that. Um, I but mean, just to give you, it makes sense if he was if
1: he had schizophrenia, he probably felt yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And absolutely. then just to give you, this is so this is um from um uh this is in Rune. So Rune is the app I use for, for music, and they give you like articles on a lot of artists. Not sponsored. So, Not sponsored. Please sponsor us. <laughs> um, so Influence, this is, this is really interesting, just to hear what, what people have said about him. So according to Allison Keys from NPR, Hathaway's solo recordings are part of the foundation of American soul music and have influenced performers and R&B singers Alicia Keys and Aaliyah to rapper uh, Common to singer-guitarist George Benson. He was named the 49th greatest singer of all time in 2010, published by Rolling Stone. Justin Timberlake called him the best singer of all time. Uh, Stevie Wonder was quoted by David Ritz as saying, I'm sorry, when Donnie, when Donnie sings any song he owns it, Stevie Wonder was quoted by David Ritz. Amy Winehouse called Hathaway her favorite artist of all time. Um, I mean, just so many you know, artists you know, praising him for what he did.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So
0: And the stuff is great. And, and the the live album really is very, very good. Yeah. Um if you have not listened to it, it is it is definitely worth a listen. Okay.
1: Now that we shared all that, I'm trying to
0: recoup <laughs> um, recoup from the tangent that Kyle is just No, gonna,
1: no, no. Is it it was no, it's just it's what it is. It it's it's like a bittersweet thing to to, to yeah. talk about someone in such a High praise But at the fact That Mm -hmm. it's such a sad thing It would happen Uh, So they basically Listened to the album The whole album
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then The last song Which is like A 13 to 14 minute song It's the longest song On the album There's a bass Solo Mm -hmm. And Victor So the track
0: is called Voices Inside Everything is Everything
1: and uh, Victor said, "Listen to this solo," and he encouraged Jonathan to continually listen to it. And he let him read through the sh- the notes to realize to find out who it was. And Jonathan's response was, "Wow, he's amazing, very articulate." And he said, "Simplicity at its best," mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic and- because sometimes the more the most simplest improvisations yep. are the are the best because yep. they fit so nicely.
0: And what I like about the, that whole interaction is when when Jonathan hears it for the first time, the first thing he does is reach for his base and Victor says, no, listen first. Right. You know, and I think that's really important is, you know, to because you know so much some, sometimes a lot of us just want to consume and consume and consume and but we don't always take take a moment to to sit back and relax and, and enjoy what's going on. I think that was your Victor saying, listen, just just take a minute. You know, listen to it first. Really we, hear what's going on before you try to learn it.
1: And we talked about this because one of the questions we've asked people that we've spoken to on the podcast is, at, depending upon who they are. So if they're a vocalist, do you pay attention to the words, to the singing, to mm-hmm. the, like how, what are you listening to first? Right. And and I do try to listen to everything all at once and then break it down. But mm-hmm. sometimes it is difficult as a singer or a saxophone or whatever. And you want to listen to that main part. Right. So, you know, it's very true. And that's a lot of what happens over the next page and a Mm -hmm. half is that he's just like, keep listening, keep listening, Mm -hmm. keep listening. Yep. And then, and like
0: going back to the first song that we played uh, to the airport, like when I first heard it, like it was the sound of it that captivated me. And like, it was the fourth or fifth listen that I heard. It was like, that's when I understood the story behind it. You know, I didn't understand because I wasn't listening to the words at first. It was just the harmonies and the structure. And I didn't focus on the words, but that's, that's how I listen. Right. You know, I'm, I go right to the, to the instrumental stuff.
1: Right. And, and I, as, as a singer, like I, I, I want to go to the vocalists and listen to their right. singing, but I really do my best to listen to it as a whole before I do that. Mm-hmm. And then i listen right. to the album again and, and again and again and again. And, you know, and then it goes from there. So, yep. yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, so they listen to it for a while. And, you know, he then allowed Jonathan to pick up the, his, his bass guitar. But there is something that Victor writes. He goes, learning um, when it comes to listening and listening and listening um, to paying attention. He goes, learning in this way developed my musical ear quickly and thoroughly.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I agree with that because I remember listening to singers in college to kind of just get a feel for the song that I was about to learn or whatever. But I also feel like that just works for everything.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, like, you know, I'll ask you questions about tech stuff. And if I don't sit and listen to you, I don't know what the heck's going on. Mm -hmm. Because, like there you do have a more you're more knowledgeable on that stuff than i am and there are times right. that i do have to you know ask you a question and, and and i and i'm listening to you and if it wasn't for those times there are a lot mm-hmm. of things i wouldn't have been able to do
0: yep yep you know so and i think this goes back to like what we've said like everyone should, should sing in a choir or a band at one point because like during those rehearsals like there's a lot of times where like other other voices or other parts are are rehearsing their stuff like the first time through like i listen to it but then like the more it goes through like i start singing the other parts and because i can learn it faster that way and once you understand what other parts are doing and how they interact it gets so much easier to learn and like especially with like composers and stuff when you start learning understanding the style when it comes to like reading stuff for the first time like when you understand the style where the stuff is going like it's so much easier to learn and pick up, and it's a lot more fun that oh, way. Oh yeah, I think.
1: yeah, I totally agree. And Victor does tell Jonathan that when he was younger, there wasn't a lot of people to teach him in a sense, mm-hmm. and he had right. this is how he learned, unless mm-hmm. the person that was teaching him actually knew what you know that what they were playing. Um, and he goes, he had a, he he just learned it the old fashioned way, but apparently Jonathan was able to pick it up very quickly.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I think as a musician, one of the best skills that you can learn is to pick a recording and to figure it out. Don't right. go out and buy the sheet music, but, but sit down and figure out what's going on.
1: Right. Absolutely. And then he, s- so they stopped the quote unquote lesson, made plans for the next day. He walked towards the door and Jonathan said, I've never had a teacher like you. Mm -hmm. And Victor smiled because it lifted his confidence. And he said, I've never had a student like you, which was both literal and metaphorical. (laughs) Yep. And he closed the door and Jonathan was continuing to play that solo.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And he said, I left him just as I originally found him with a bass guitar in his lap. Victor left with a broken unicycle.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the chapter. That
1: is. And it just grows exponentially as we go along. Yes. Like so much starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Especially because of the next chapter. I think the next chapter yep. really starts to pull it moving and pull it forward. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's. I really in. And this is going to sound funny at a for a moment, but I really enjoy how Victor. Puts his struggle in this book. Oh yeah, I really do. I I, I appreciate it from someone who struggles in a similar way. Mm-hmm. And when you read the book, it's not just oh, it's nice to see that someone at his level went through similar things. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's nice to read that someone in general just went yeah. through those things. Yep, and you know, and it helps. In a weird way, build a little bit more confidence when it comes to doing certain things. You don't have nothing to say. No, really. Yep. Are you reading anything else? Are you? Have you gone through the uh, the Awakening Spirit book yet? Have you? Finished I it? finished it. Yeah. I have to start finished reading it. I have to because you said it's very dense. So I'm trying to like yeah. prepare mentally prepare, mm-hmm. like in a good way. But
0: yes, dense in a good way. Yeah. And I'm dense like, in a bad way. I was going to say, People not like... So to understand it.
1: So. Not like me. So apparently neither one of us are dense in yeah. a good way. <laughs> I don't float. No, just <laughs> <say that. laughs>
0: So... All right, so with that, we should see you all next week. Yes. For chapter... Uh, measure four. Yes. Measure four. And chapter we'll meet four. another new character next chapter, so...
1: Yes. Character development is big in this one, Mm -hmm. but in such a good way though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like blues brothers. They're getting the band back together.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So with that, we'll see you all next week. Make sure you're following us on our social medias stuff. And, um, and we do live stream Friday night and, um, Sunday evening. And, um, yeah, that's about it. I think that's it. Yeah. Have a good one, everyone. Yeah, have, until Let's next time. Try again. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. I'm done. Until <laughs> then, next time. <laughs> yes, until next time. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music.